Silence is golden, especially when it comes to brakes. That's why Napa Silent Guard are built to be one of the smoothest and most quiet brakes on the market. Made with fiber-reinforced shims that eliminate noise for the life of the pad, rubber-coated hardware for a better fit, and quality design that meets and exceeds OE performance. Silent Guard brakes deliver the stopping power drivers demand. Available now at Napa locations nationwide. What's up, everybody? Welcome in to NASCAR Coast to Coast. We break down all things grassroots racing and, of course, NASCAR roots with our national, regional, and weekly touring series here on the Motor Racing Network. The show is presented by Wheelin Engineering. On the road, in the air, and around the world, Wheelin is trusted to be seen, trusted to be heard, and trusted to perform. My name is Chris Wheelin, MRN pit reporter, MRN announcer Kyle Ricky out at the Stafford Speedway. Looks like a beautiful day. K. Rick, you guys just wrapped up. Uh, a fall Napa fall or fall final, I should say, uh, this past weekend. Of course, you got Champions Night coming up. Uh, but K. Rick, we got a lot to talk about. We've got champions on the show, two of them, in fact. We've got Trevor Ward, who won the Virginia Triple Crown, of course, the Martinsville 300 as well, and Trey Lapsovich, who captured the NASCAR Pinty Series title. So let's get right to it. Kyle, how was your weekend? Tell me all things Stafford this past week. Well, it rained. <laughs> I guess is the easiest way to put it. The Napa Fall Final is now on beyond uh, Saturday, October 28th. Uh, we're back in action this Friday night where apparently it, there's a pretty good chance where it's going to rain. So that seems to be the theme of the year. We were in the office earlier today kind of tallying up the number of Fridays that we have either been completely rained out or threatened by rain. 13 of our 17 nights have been either threatened or completely washed out by Mother Nature. So, uh yeah, it's been one of those years, but hopefully the fall final in October is a bit nicer. 40 cars, I think, are entered. 42 modifieds entered for that event. So we'll try it again. Saying a prayer for you, Kyle, and the folks up at Stafford. We got to get this thing in and cap off a great 2023 season. Well, you know who capped off a great season on the late mile side of things? Gio Ruggiero and Donnie Wilson Motorsports capture the ASA Southern Super Series title the first driver actually to do it in 10 years under the asa banner remember they kind of went away for a while the asa back with southern super series after a fourth place finish at five flags the winners of that race the double header for the blizzard series we had steven nassi in his debut for anthony campy racing and of course bubba pollard picked up a win for bubba i think it was a what nine race blizzard streak winless streak so Couple drivers getting some much needed wins as we, of course, get closer and closer to the end of the season and we all start talking snowball derby. But Kyle, a couple big names getting some big wins this weekend. Yeah, big wins at Five Flag Speedway, a great field of cars once again. And, uh, you know, good for Gio Ruggiero, who is uh, from this neck of the woods up here in New England. That's right. And uh, we already obviously already mentioned about Stafford being rained out. So sorry to hear that. But then let's get right to the big news of the weekend. And that was where the Motor Racing Network, yours truly, Dave Moody, Alex Hayden, and Steve Post were on the call for the Valley Star Credit Union 300. A finish of the ages, and arguably in the conversation for finish of the year. I know we've had a couple good ones as well across our national and regional touring series, but Kyle, nothing like a good old-fashioned 25-lap shootout for uh, or excuse me, $32,000 and the Martinsville grandfather clock, and it all came down to Landon Huffman and Trevor Ward, who put on a thriller of a show, banging wheels all the way to the start-finish line, 
couldn't ask for anything better in one of the most prestigious late mile stock races in the country. And you're waiting for both of them to go spinning because seemingly I feel like that's what happens traditionally late in this event uh, where the leaders get into each other, the top five go piling in and somebody not even a factor for most of the event ends up winning. Uh, that did not happen. One of the cleanest late model races we have seen in a long time at the Martinsville Speedway. Five hundredths of a second between the two in a near photo finish at the checkered flag. It was really fun to watch uh, on Flow and, and listen to on the Motor Racing Network. You guys did an amazing job uh, bringing to life those last, well, the entire event, but especially those last 10, 15 laps. Uh, the last 25 laps, especially since the break, uh, was an amazing event. And uh, look forward to talking to our race winner here in a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. That's Trevor Ward, of course, took home the big win. I think even surprised himself. We'll get his reaction to that as well as taking home the Virginia Triple Crown. Going into the event, it was all... Bobby McCarty versus Carson Quapple. Carson did rally for a third-place finish after being up front most of the day, but Bobby McCarty was the car to beat through majority of that race, and then his race ended up in a plume of smoke there in the final half, and unfortunately that left the door wide open, though, for plenty of drivers. Peyton Sellers, a former champion, was up there banging wheels. He actually had some brake issues, he told our Steve Post late in the race, so that may have affected him toward the end. Doug Barnes with a top-five finish, but Landon Huffman... You got to give him credit. He had every opportunity to ship Trevor Ward out of the way and, and I guess what the kids call do it dirty and, and go on and win the race. But they held on. He raced as hard but as clean as possible, and I think that says a lot about the racer that Landon Huffman is. His time will come, Kyle. I think he. Uh, this won't be the last time he'll be racing for a win at Martinsville. Oh, absolutely not. One of the best in the business uh, has been a factor there before, and I'm sure will be a factor again. An impressive field, 84 cars trying to make the race. No last chance qualifiers, something new, I believe, to the format this year. You had two opportunities to qualify in time trials on Friday night to get a good starting spot in the qualifying event. And then you had to be in the top 10 in those heat races or you were done for the night. And uh, there were some big names that also didn't make the event because they were involved in incidents in their heat race. And there was no real safety net with the last chance race like we've seen in the last few years. Yeah, a couple of past champions didn't make it. Some that did, like Mike Looney, had all kinds yep. of issues. National champion Connor Hall had plenty of problems. He went several laps down in that event. And, of course, there was some controversy there with the way he was scored, but we won't get into that. Otherwise, it was a great race. And, of course, it wouldn't be Martinsville without a little fisticuffs back in the garage area uh, in one of the heat races. I believe it was Magnum Tate's crew going up against, and I can't remember off the top of my head who it was, but uh, it was all capture on flow. If you haven't seen it, uh, head over to their social channels, of course, their website. But, I mean, that's Martinsville, right, Kyle? When you have top 10 and you have, you know, 20-some car heat races, it's bound to happen. Yeah, but don't be fighting on somebody else's car that's just lined up and ready to go out onto the racetrack and try to make the event. I think both of the guys, and they were big boys, were landing on his hood, and he's he's just sitting there lined up wanting to go in the next heat race because that's where they staged the cars um, over off the backstretch in the garage, and that's where this fight broke out, and uh, a couple of innocent bystanders, including uh, an innocent car, uh, taking part of taking the brunt of it, I guess you could say. Yeah, uh, certainly provided the entertainment. Luckily, everybody was okay in that melee. Yes. All right, let's get to Champ. He is here, and he's standing by on the flip side of this break. We're talking Trevor Ward, the man who shocked them all and took home the grandfather clock, the Virginia Triple Crown. 
What a story for Trevor Ward. He'll tell you about it coming up next here on NASCAR Coast to Coast, presented by Whelan Engineering. Whelan Engineering, a global leader in the emergency warning industry, designs and manufactures reliable and powerful warning lights, white illumination lighting, sirens, controllers, and warning systems for the automotive, aviation, and mass notification industries worldwide. Whelan products are designed, sourced, and manufactured in America and tested on site to meet the toughest industry standards. Whelan Engineering, manufactured in America for over 70 years. We never left, and we're here to stay. Welcome back into NASCAR Coast to Coast. As promised, joining us via Zoom, it is the big winner from the Valley Star Credit Union 300 at Martinsville over the weekend, Trevor Ward in a thriller. Trevor, boy, man, a couple days removed from this, and that's been the talk of short track racing was the finish between you and Landon Huffman at the end of that race. Let's start there because I know it was just a busy day, and it's tough to really compartmentalize it all once you look back on it. But walk me through the final restart um, and, and just the battle with you and Landon, I think you guys kept it clean, you kept it respectable, but you drove each other really hard, and it was just a joy to watch. Yeah, it was an awesome opportunity to be able to finally do that with some guys that's uh, that's been running good. So, uh, yeah, it was uh, – when they when that caution come out, we were sweating it on pit wall, they said – or they, the whole team was sweating it. I was sweating it, and I was like, man, we have a really good car. This is our race to win. Like, we, we've done everything. We've X'd every mark off the book and that we could possibly do that – to execute this and i told i come on the radio i was like but guys look we're gonna look at it this way it's it, i said whatever happens we it's not because they don't know we was there we were there so um you know we we raced hard and and he you know he kind of moved me up the racetrack a little bit which i was expecting which i would have done the same thing if i was him um and so uh he, he moved me up the racetrack and you know we settled back in thank the lord that you know there wasn't a lot of chaos behind me or, and created a lot of chaos right there and going into one but um we we come out of it off of two and i dialed in and and i was like i just that spotter i think called five laps to go and and he's took the lead after we didn't led the last 14 of it and uh i just zoned in and and i, I started making a run on him and, and he kind of let the door be open and uh, it was almost like he knew I was there. Like I wasn't completely there, but it's like he left the door open for me, and we took advantage of it. And um, I knew that I couldn't go ahead and clear him for sure. Like I, I was like, if I clear him, he. I was like, if I clear him, I don't know if he's gonna give me another shot or not. So I kept trail breaking it down the back stretch, trying to keep him on the high side of me because I had control. The car was so good uh, that you know I, I had control of well, you know wherever I wanted to put it at, and um, and I and I was allowed to be able to put a race on like that with him because. Uh, a lot of times when you got a ill handling race car is it's really hard to race somebody on the outside and uh we had just a really really good car and and it, we could we could feed the bottom real good and i could keep him out there trail break it whatever i had to do and i didn't want him to go no further behind my right rear than he needed to and and, and we could control it and try to dictate it and we bounced off each other a couple times and 
Um, and, and he, man, it was just an incredible race. I think the last lap, I could, like I said, I, I didn't even know he was on the outside. I mean, I just kind of blocked the spot around everything around me. We saw and heard the post-race interviews uh, after the event there on the front stretch here on the Motor Racing Network. Uh, what was the celebration like once all the microphones and cameras cleared, though, uh, a few minutes later? And I'm sure it went well into the night. Man, I, you know, I, I actually, you know, we had to do a had to do an interview for Flow that night. You know, I just got in my suit and we were in the tech shed, and I was like, I was like, I was like, how long is this gonna be, guys? I, was, I got to go get my car pulled apart so we can get it through tech. You know, I said, I build my cars. That's what I do. So I was there like, man, that's incredible. I was like, so we did that interview and, you know, we didn't really have a lot of celebration, but uh, we, we took the car apart, got the spindles off and truck arms and all the stuff they wanted to look at. And uh, I was like, man, uh, I want this motor down in a box. I said, I'm like, I said, I need to rebuild it after that burnout. <laughs> but we, unfortunately, I'm glad we didn't have to tear it all the way down. I didn't really, I was tired and all that. And uh, they checked what they needed to check for and, and they shook my hand and, we went back to the trailer and just like, you know, we looked down pit road and everybody was gone. And I was like, man, like this is a one time of a lifetime walking out of this place knowing we're on top right now. And I was like, I said, I, people's done this for 20, 30 years and never been able to do it. And I said, I don't know why the good Lord has made me the lucky one to do it. So um, I can't thank the good Lord above and the man upstairs for doing what he's done for me and giving me the energy to be continue to do this with these people. And that takes me to my next question is, is, when did the moment hit you of the history of this place and the race and all those drivers that have come before you that have either won it or have come close to winning it and never have? But when did it hit you that I've accomplished something special? I know you said, you know, this is this is one for the working guys, right? This is one for the guys that, you know, work on their own stuff. And, and, and you know, it's not about, you know, the show and things like that. But, I mean, when did it hit you that that you accomplished something that not a lot of people get to do? I'll be honest with you. I don't think it's, I don't think it's completely hit me yet. You know, it's just been really pretty hectic these last couple of days. And, um, I, I just, uh, I just want to let everybody know I'm, I'm busy go or four days ago. I, I'm going to get up every day. I'm going to work on my cars. I'm going to do what I love to do. I'm going to hang out with my best friend. We're going to work on race cars. We're going to try to make the best living we can at it so we can survive. And I'm going to take care of my child. So, uh, I, that, that's what I want to do, and I, and I want to be successful at it. And uh, it, it hasn't all sunk in yet, you know. I want to, I want to do, a, I want to do something for all the people that has always believed in me and uh, is stuck in there by my side for sure. And and, and they're super pumped. But uh, it is a dream come true, of course, that to be able to pull that off. Uh, I mean, I, I mean, you, you couldn't have had any better fairy tale night than that right there. So uh, I, I that that was a big statement, you know that. Uh, all these guys that's coming up or these kids that's coming up through, you know, racing and stuff that like, you know, you can do this and, and, and racing in the cars toward them guys that I raced with, you know, that was out there the other night, you know, they know how hard we work, you know, they, they do, they come up to us every week and they're like, man, if you could ever get some sleep, you'd be in trouble. <laughs> We'd be in trouble. But I just, you know, I've never been able to get a lot of sleep, you know, two guys running a, you know, it's almost like a full-time job now to do these late model cars and, uh, you don't get a lot of sleep, you know, there's a lot of three or four o'clock in the morning deals trying to get stuff right and to be competitive and, uh, to bring nice appearing cars to the racetrack. And, and we try to do the best to, to make a statement that, you know, we try to build the nicest cars that we can possibly build and the neatest cars and do them at better every, every time we build one. So, um, I got to thank all the people that's believed in me, man. And, and that like, yes, the, the blue collar guy can do it if you, if you work hard enough, you know, so it's awesome to be able to have that experience in my life. I think I read somewhere that you build a car specifically for Martinsville every year. Is that true? 
Yeah, so this year is a little different. Like, so I, I normally build a car every year going into Martinsville, and and so I, this year I was I was running a little bit behind on my fundings. You know, I was like, you know, I had enough money to do you know the Martinsville deal, but I just didn't have the uh, money to build a car and start over. So we had had success with that car last year at Martinsville. We run out of fuel, I think, running eighth. Uh, we run out of fuel on lap one seventy five. And uh, we've kept that car clean all year, and, and we've won two races at Ace and runs, we've had some really good finishes at South Boston with it. And uh, we stripped it down and went through everything. I mean, every nut and bolt went through new bolts, and I mean, basically made it a brand-new car again. It was brand-new body, uh, you know, motor, rear end, all that stuff we pulled out and got it sent off, and, and, and then I, we, we did our deal to it. And um, so, yeah, like I said, it was uh, – it's it's always been hard on me on that race because I mean even whether you strip a car I think it was harder stripping the car than it was building a new one from scratch because we had to pull the old stuff off and see what was going to change and what was new and what was different so I told Corbin I was like man we'd have been better off just building another race car if we had the money it'd have been a lot faster because we had to tear it down and put it back together so we were still running behind like always going into Martinsville at like eight o'clock I think it was like eight thirty or eight forty five we was rolling in there we was probably the last trailer rolling in like always and always behind on the eight ball and we just happened to unload that day. And we, we went P one on the board, the first practice and Corbin and me looked at each other and we started crying in, you know, like me and like, we don't cry, but we, we about started crying right there. It was like, what did we just do, man? Like, how is this, how is this happening? Like I, I'm running on 32 hours of sleep. He's running on 30 hours of sleep because he got two hours of sleep going down there to on the travel time. <laughs> and so I got my guys sleeping in the back that's been up all night and, and I've been up all night pulling the trailer to track and, and I, I was like, man, I, if we can, if I can just unload good, I might can just kind of sit back and get some rest, but that don't ever work out like it should. And so uh, we, we, we never did. And going into qualifying, it's a drug out deal and it's seven o'clock or eight o'clock qualifying starts. And I've now been up, you know, I don't even know. It's, it's getting close to 30 hours or something like that. That's what it was, I think. And uh, I was, and I missed qualifying. I guess I just didn't drive it hard enough or something, but I knew we had a good car. And uh, that rain out, man, was 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 huge to my deal to be able to sit back on Saturday morning and wake up. And I got to look at the qualifying and be like, where did I miss it at? And I was like, man, the car just looks flawless, guys. And I just feel like I didn't drive it hard enough. You know, I was tired and, and I, I wasn't thinking straight. So um, we had that whole day to evaluate everything. And I just could spend time with my family and everybody around me that, you know, was there for me. And, and we went into Sunday like it was, you know, a new day and, and, uh, and that's how it all went down. It was, it was a pretty cool experience really. Just how hard is it, especially on Sunday when we get to the heat races to make the main race, let alone go do what you did and win the thing. But we see time and time again, these heat races are the toughest races in the country. They're oftentimes get pretty physical. We saw a couple throw hands back in the garage area but just how difficult is it when you get that mindset going into your heat race knowing it may seem easy on paper top 10 right in your end but it's really not easy at all no it's not i mean like i just said it's uh you know you know a lot of people say yes trevor had the best car in that race the other night you know we i don't even know that we did have the best car there could have been somebody that went home that had a winning race car so, um, and unfortunately, like, you know, you could have a flat or, you know, a, a brake caliper lockup or anything in them heat races that can take you out of contention when you have a winning race car. So it's a lot of stress. And, and once that, and I think it wants the heat race is over with, it's like a, it's like a stress of a relief. Like, it's like, you got, you got, fr you got fresh air, you know, like you get out of the car, like we're in this thing, we got a shot. And so 
every year I, I, I'm nervous getting in. I think we've raced there seven times. I made the field five. But every year it's the same thing. Like, am I going to be able to make it in this race or not? Like, it's so it's just that competitive nowadays. Final question for you um, about the, the the amount of time that you have tried to make this event. You mentioned a moment ago that there are teams that have been there for for decades. What's it mean to you to win this race? Because you're one of those teams that have been there for what, 32 years with your dad, I think is what the, the stat I read. Yeah, my dad, my dad attempted that race. Sorry, guys, my phone was about to die. Um, I, uh, my, uh, my dad's raced there. My dad's raced his whole life. And, uh, he, uh, he, he's, I've seen him struggle. Like, I mean, I've seen him stay up and get sick and do the same thing. And that's what I was, you know, I made that statement. Like it's, it's, I don't know how many years he did that in a row and he qualified second one year and, and Bow had it won. It was a green, white checkered. And there was an incident, I think it got wrecked or something. And, he never could pull that race off and he wanted it so bad, but he never could get it. And, and like, I watched him stress out and it actually has laid a burden on him. Like his like this whole racing, the end of his racing career, like he's always wanted that. And he knows that he was getting older and he can't do it. And to be able to do that, man, and bring that clock home and my, my family knew that we did it. You know, I, I seen a, I seen a relief of stress in his eyes. Like it was like, we, we did it, you know, so he actually could live through me and, and do that. And, I'm grateful that I was able to do that for my dad and, and him be proud of me for sure. You know, uh, we don't always get along, but man, it's still my dad and I love him to death and it's just hard, you know, but, uh, we, we, he's always there for me and it's hard working with your dad sometimes, you know, like you, you know, you always are up each other, you know, at, at each other. Like, no, I know this dad, you, you know, son, you need to listen to me do this, but, uh, he, he's taught me a lot and, you know, I've kind of took a lot of it and run with it and, and, and built a lot of stuff around it and had a lot of good people that's been involved with me to, uh, to encourage me to be better. So, um, I didn't just wake up knowing this all, you know, so it, it was, uh, it was a lot of people behind me that put me where I needed to be. Brandon Ward works out of the shop. What's your relationship like and how cool is it to have him down there? I know he's going to be running the modified, uh, coming up when, uh, the NASCAR wheel and modified tour runs Martinsville, but how special was it for him to be there? But what's it been like working with him? I know he runs out of the same shop as you, man. It is, man, it is awesome, man. Uh, so Kyle Larson brings his Chevy four tires to no go racing fuel from fueling NASCAR champions on the track for over 20 years to innovating 94 octane, the highest octane on the market. Performance is what Sunoco does. All Sunoco fuel at the pump meets the same top tier standards as the fuel used in NASCAR. Money's not here for Ryan Blaney. Four tires with Sunoco fuel. From the track to your tank, you can trust Sunoco to help your vehicle perform at its peak. Like I moved out of my old man's shop about, uh, I think it's been two months, three months ago. And them guys welcomed me in that shop uh, with open arms and, uh, me and Brandon's been able to balance a lot of deals off. You know, he was racing for that championship of the stadium. And I was like, man, you better bring that thing back here. You know, you better do it. And then he was like, he's like, I hope I do, man. It's going to be hard because it's hard racing over there. And um, he, he ended up, you know, we pushed each other and he pushed me. And he every day he'd walk in the shop. He says, you got that thing ready to go win that clock? Because I need to know what time it is. <laughs> like, it's just, you know, <laughs> we make jokes. And it was it was good stuff, man. The whole deal was just, it's been incredible. They're like family to me. And, you know, Kevin Powell, you know, he, he's, he's welcomed me in there and, uh, to do what we needed to do. And, uh, Brandon, he's pushed me and them guys was able to be on pit wall and be able to experience what I experienced. I mean, it was a dream come true, man, really, honestly.
And the cherry on top was the Virginia Triple Crown, the extra $7,000 check with that. I know you were more focused on the race, but that's got to be an added bonus as well when you found out you got that title. Yeah, I really, at the time, like, I knew the spotter was like, it was like lap 140 or 50. I don't know exactly when the caution was, how he's like, hey, or I think it was when Bobby had, you know, uh, lost that motor. He's like, hey, boys, we got a shot at this. I'm like, what do you mean? He's like, the triple crown. I was like, oh, I wasn't even thinking about the triple crown, man. I was thinking about this clock we're about to win. But uh, we 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 didn't even know we was going to win that clock, man. We we really, we was just trying to get a good finish and, and let everybody know that, you know, we can we can still compete. You know, we wasn't thinking we were going to seal the deal. Uh, we knew we had everything in order to do it. But, you know, like I said, it could have been a flat tire or anything could have costed us a race. But the triple crown was cool, man really cool experience how that went out you know we we went up to south boston and uh we, we ended up coming out of there with a third after everything was settled in and um we went two laps down in that race and 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 uh, we got our laps back and ended up coming back to fifth and then a couple people got through out or whatever it went on and we ended up going into the hampton heat third and the triple crown and i've never been to langley so i was a little nervous why i blew up in south boston the night before or the, the weekend before, and I didn't have any more motors. I blew up two motors this year. And, I mean, this is a low-budget team, really. I, I'm honestly telling you the truth. But uh, it, we didn't have no motors. So a guy named Ronald Hill calls me. I know y'all probably heard of Ronald Hill. He raced in the car right. store and stuff. And he said, hey, buddy, it's about 2 o'clock in the morning. He's like, I got an old spec motor laying out here if you want to come pick it up. I was like, I was like, man, uh, I was like, man, I really appreciate that. He's like, I said, I'll call you back. He said, no, you come get this thing now, son. So I left the shop after I got back from South Boston at two o'clock in the morning, left the shop and hauled down to Rougemont. And he, he met me at two 30 in his underwear in the garage and we picked it up. And so it was like a cool experience, man. I'm just, it, well, he probably wasn't in his underwear. We had a robe on or whatever. I don't know what it was, but he, 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 he jacks the motor up, puts it in the back of the truck. We hauled tailed back home and Sunday morning, wake up, start swapping motors out and, uh, head to Langley and, uh, we go down there and it wasn't the best deal. We didn't have the best car and we ended up getting coming out with a seventh place finish was, and that would allowed us to be in contention, man. And to be able to do it, it was like, wow, man, we, we did all this work and it was all a joke and just having fun. And, and now it's true, you know, so it's, it's pretty cool, man. Well, can't wait to see what you do with that grandfather clock. I'm sure you're going to find a special place for it. I'm sure. Right. Oh, absolutely. Right now, it's uh, it's sitting in a shot with the car, you know, just, just taking it all in. All right. Make sure you keep telling that time each and every day you earned it. That's Trevor Ward, your big winner from Martinsville and, of course, the Virginia Triple Crown champ. Congratulations, Trevor. Best of luck the rest of the uh, 2023 season. Hey, thank you, guys. And uh, like I said, thank you to you know, Jim from Digital Repair and, and Mike Bledsoe Mechanical, uh, Folsom Fence Supply, uh, Clark's Automotive, LP Gear, uh, Two Tents Designs, uh, just just everybody has had a part. Steve's Classic Cars, Steve Stalin's Classic Cars. Thank you for always believing in me and supporting me. Thank you, guys. All right, thank you so much. Trevor Ward, again, big winner at Martinsville and the Virginia Triple Crown Champion for 2023. Coming up next, more, much more to come, including a visit that Kyle sat down with Trey Lapsevich, our NASCAR Pinty Series Champion. That's all coming up next on NASCAR Coast to Coast, presented by Whelan Engineering. Wheelan Engineering, a global leader in the emergency warning industry, designs and manufactures reliable and powerful warning lights, white illumination lighting, 
Sirens, controllers and warning systems for the automotive, aviation and mass notification industries worldwide. Wheeland products are designed, sourced and manufactured in America and tested on site to meet the toughest industry standards. Wheeland Engineering, manufactured in America for over 70 years. We never left and we're here to stay. Welcome back to NASCAR Coast to Coast here on the Motor Racing Network. The NASCAR Pinty Series season ended this past weekend with their Fall Brawl Championship event. And not only did we have the driver that won the championship also win the race, Trayton Lapsovich joins us here on the guest line. And Trayton, first off, where are you? It looks like an amazing day wherever you are celebrating this championship. Yeah, we're actually, we're in downtown Toronto right now. That's that's the base of the CN Tower right there. So it's a, it turned out to be a really nice day. So perfect. I assume you've been to the top of the CN Tower. I know us here at the Motor Racing Network, one of our travels a few years ago when we went up to the races up there, you know, part of our uh, sightseeing experience was to go to the top of the CN Tower and an amazing view of the city. Yeah, it, it's wild. Um, been up there a couple of times. So really cool and uh, a good view of the city. So how's the last 24 hours been picking up that championship and the win yesterday afternoon at Delaware? It's been pretty crazy. I mean, it was nice knowing that we uh, just had to start the race to to be able to clinch the championship. So um, definitely wanted to go for that win. And uh, we wanted to treat the race kind of like we had been all year, um, run some good patient races. And we've been able to work on the car um, throughout the day. And that's uh, that's pretty much what happened yesterday. We were able to put ourselves in a good position with a good car and uh, be there at the end. Is that easier to do knowing that you just had to start the race and, and the championship was yours and then you could treat the race like you've treated all the others and not have to worry about counting cars and counting points? It is. Um, I mean, like these these last couple races, uh, specifically ICAR and CTMP, um, been doing a lot of points racing just because the fields are so big at those races. And, uh, you know, if you have a bad day at a road course, uh, it can turn into a really bad day in the point standings. So. Um, definitely a, a different style of driving when you know that the pressure's off and uh, you can just treat it like you have every other race. Let's talk about the race yesterday. Uh, you, know, you got to the front, you led a bunch of laps, just shy of 100 laps, which tied the all-time lap leader in a single season uh, for you. Uh, but once you got to the front of the field, the uh, car looked pretty comfortable. Yeah, it was pretty good. Um, we were we were having some issues with the brakes. When they were cold, one of the brakes was hanging up and uh, – just making me struggle on entry to the corner, but uh, we, we made some good adjustments at the halfway break, kind of figured out the brake issues as much as we could to, to be able to, um, I think I ended up turning my fans off on the longer runs and uh, just to keep the heat in the brakes and uh, kind of mitigate those issues. So uh, made some good adjustments. The whole 22 racing team worked really hard all day yesterday, and uh, we definitely had a really good car for the last 125 laps there. Top five in the championship standings last year with a couple of wins. This year, obviously, a much different result. Crowned uh, this year's champion. Uh, six uh, six, six wins, seven wins uh, on the season for you and your team. What was the biggest difference from, from last year to this year? And how much did you learn a year ago that you could apply to this season? You know, it was a lot of luck, too. Um, I mean, last year, I think we had three DNFs, and that, that's really just the difference. Um, it's, it's no secret that it, it takes um, – completing all the races and, and doing that in the top 10, which we we're able to do this year um, just to be there at the end in the championship. So everyone, everyone always just seems to have their, uh, their um, little point of bad luck throughout the year. And, and if you can just be able to run in the top 10 all season long, then you can always be there at the end for a championship. 
You mentioned a little bit ago the big car counts, especially on the road courses at Canadian Tire Motorsports Park a couple of weeks ago, Circuit iCar. Uh, how would you characterize the health of the NASCAR Pinty Series now? As somebody that's been around the series for a long time, as you know, your family has found a lot of prior success in the series. I think the series right now is really at an all-time high. I mean, the schedule is amazing. We're, uh, we're running on asphalt ovals, the road courses, street circuits, and then and now the dirt ovals too, which I think has been a really good addition to the series. And uh, with that, the car counts have been great, as you mentioned. So um, the competition level is, is higher than it's ever been, and the, the health of the series is certainly an all-time high. We talk about on the show here week in and week out about how it's such a it's such a short season just because of the weather up there. You guys don't start until May. And now here we are in mid-September wrapping things up. Is there room for growth in your eyes? Are there more tracks up there that could potentially host an event? And can and can teams afford to expand an already fairly busy schedule in a four month period? Well, you know, the second thing you mentioned there is, is really the biggest issue. I mean, it's uh, it's definitely from the teams. It's whether we would we would like to do more races. There's definitely good some good racetracks around um, all the way from the West Coast to the East Coast that we could hit and certainly expand the schedule. But uh, just nowadays, we're finding it really hard to uh, to find the funding to, to do a full season as it is right now. Um, and then, you know, if we if we add some more races, then the that funding is, you know, required to be more so. Uh, that's definitely the issue. I think the teams right now are really happy with the 14 race schedule. It's kind of, you know, we have the double header at Oshwegan and the double header at Saskatchewan. So um, that's something that the series could definitely look into a little more, completing more of those double headers if they want to expand the uh, the races in the schedule. But uh, other than that, I, I don't know if going to more locations might exactly be the best bet. What's it mean to carry on the Lapsovich name uh, here in the NASCAR Pinty series? Obviously, Jeff, your dad has had so much success over the years brother younger brother Caden won the championship several years ago what's it mean for you now to to carry the the name and into the next uh the next decade here up top the the Pinty series standings it's really cool you know it doesn't really seem that long ago that uh I was in victory lane when Caden won it in 2016 just just a little guy then but uh you know aspirations to do the, the same thing as my big brother and follow in the footsteps so it was also really cool that Caden was able to be there yesterday. He's uh, definitely very busy down south with the, the busy ARCA schedule and crew chiefing oh. at Venturini. So it worked out really good that he had an off weekend this weekend and uh, was able to make it there and the whole family was there to celebrate. I guess the next big question is what's next? What do you, uh, what's left on your plate here in 2023? I know racing is beginning to wind down up there. And uh, what, are you, what are your hopes for, for 2024? It's really tough to say. I mean, we're uh, we're hoping to do some more late model stuff later here in the season. Um, hopefully, travel down south a little bit. Uh, as for next year, I mean, the big issue is just always the funding. Um, this this year, we we didn't even have enough to to run a full season at the start of the year, and uh, luckily, we had some great supporters in uh, Leading Edge Earthworks, the Sousa Railing, and GSR to uh, to come aboard and and uh, join our previous sponsors that have been supporting us for years, uh, Delta Bingo, FBM, RGC Sports, Leland Industries, all these guys that have, have been supporting me and helping out. So hopefully we can build on that and put something to, together for next year. Um, you know, the the long range the long range view is that we'd, we'd like to be racing down in the States um, regularly. So um, we'll see what we can put together there for sure. Could Caden maybe provide you a, an opportunity and help maybe kick a door open for you down the road? Yeah, Caden's definitely been uh, been trying, and I think the opportunities are there. It's uh, just whether we're able to uh, come up with the funding to do it. 
Awesome. Well, congratulations on a, a great season, on a championship, on the win yesterday, and uh, enjoy the offseason. What are the plans here going forward, at least for this week, to, to continue to celebrate? Yeah, we're um, we're going to celebrate throughout the week, uh, along with school, of course. So um, got to do that. And then uh, I think we're going to do some sprint car racing this weekend and, uh, you know, finish off the week on a high. Probably my last question is how tough is it to balance school and racing, especially now, you know, lately, you know, running for a championship and now getting crowned a NASCAR champion. And oh, by the way, I still have school. It's been really tough. I mean, we're uh, we're doing this little tour of the city today and taking some cool, cool photos, some neat shots. And then I also have class later today. So it's a uh, it's a tough balance, especially coming from the racetrack just this morning uh, after camping. So uh, it's difficult. You know, the the teachers, they they're the professors. Sorry, they. They try and work with you, but at the same time, the uh, the university schedule gets really busy. So um, it's kind of nice that school starts up or, or ends in April when race season's kind of starting a little bit after here in Canada. And then uh, it also starts in school begins in September when the race season's kind of winding down. So there's only about a month of overlap uh, between the two, which is uh, nice. But that month is definitely busy and tough to juggle. All right. Well, enjoy your, your time in downtown Toronto and the rest of the off season and We'll, uh, we'll be talking to you next year when we kick things up in 2024. Thanks, Kyle. Thanks for having me. All right. Thank you for joining us. Trayton Lapsovich, your 2023 NASCAR Pinty Series champion up there in Canada, wrapping it up earlier this past week at Delaware Speedway. Wheelan Engineering, a global leader in the emergency warning industry, designs and manufactures reliable and powerful warning lights, white illumination lighting, sirens, controllers and warning systems for the automotive, aviation and mass notification industries worldwide. Wheelan products are designed, sourced and manufactured in America and tested on site to meet the toughest industry standards. Wheelan Engineering, manufactured in America for over 70 years. We never left and we're here to stay. into NASCAR Coast to Coast. Hey, Rick, great conversation with Trey Lapsovich, of course, also with Trevor Ward. We had some we had some good guests on today's show, but uh, how was, I mean, Trey Lapsovich, what a story, and we talked about it, and you heard it in the interview with the seven wins and the season that he's had, but I think he can come back next year and oh, do it absolutely. again. What do you think? Uh, they have all the momentum on their side right now. We'll see if it carries through the very long offseason that uh, we talked about just a bit ago with him, with the season getting started so late there in the month of May. But, uh, yeah, they're the team to beat right now in the NASCAR Pinty Series, and uh, it's been a fun season. It was a fun season to watch. A lot happened in a relatively short amount of time up there, and uh, congratulations to Trayton picking up yet another championship for the family, what, seven years after Brother Caden won the NASCAR Pinty Series in 2016. Keeping right. it in the family. We love it. And of course, we love it that it's on Flow Racing, so you can watch it. If you haven't seen an NASCAR Pinty Series race, Flow Racing, the place to be when it kicks off the 2024 season. All right, a couple news and notes before we get to some big races coming up again as we get closer to the end of the 2023 season. How about Bubba Pollard? This, I guess this is not really news, but um, we know his talent behind the wheel of a, of a late model, but he was a best man in a complete stranger's impromptu wedding at Five Flags Speedway. Didn't even have time to get in a tux, Kyle, but he was able to pull it off and stand in. How, how about that as a celebrity best man? I was going to say, he's got fans out there, and they wanted to include their hero driver, and apparently they did. You know what happens? I mean, we've had weddings you know, here at the racetrack on the front straightaway. I think everybody involved in the wedding, though, knew that they were going to be involved ahead of time. 
But uh, that's sure. pretty cool and good for him to do that. Haven't seen that at uh, any of my local tracks, but hey, congratulations, Bubba. Just check that one off the list. Maybe he can be an ordained minister, too, and, and uh, officiate a wedding. How about Raja Karuth making news this week? He's going to drive for Hendrick Motorsports coming up in the uh, NASCAR Xfinity Series at Phoenix in the number 1700cars.com Chevrolet. Kyle, another Roots driver, of course, coming through the Arkham Menard Series, now in the Craftsman Truck Series getting another opportunity. We saw Lane Riggs, unfortunately, not have a great debut at Texas, but what do you think Raja could do? Yeah, showing well in, in the truck this year, and it'll be a track that he is comfortable on. He's run laps there, both in the Arkham Menard series and in a truck, and he'll be in the truck that weekend on, on Friday night. So uh, he'll have a lot of laps there. He'll be comfortable. That car's good uh, whenever it races, no matter who's behind the wheel. I saw Boris Set's going to drive it as well here in a couple of weeks at the Charlotte Roval. So um, I don't think he, you know, he'll be a contender for the win, but certainly you know top 15 finish, I think, uh, probably the expectation for Raja and what will be his Xfinity Series debut. A guy you know really well from up in New England, Ryan Priest, announcing on actually Dave Moody's show on SiriusXM that he's coming back to Stuart Haas Racing to drive the 41 car. What do you think, Kyle? This year was a little bit of a struggle. I think there's no doubt about that, and he'll admit that to you. But you think year two has a little bit more uh, of momentum, I guess, now that at least he has his plans figured out for next year. I hope so. Um, I mean, it's been, a, it's been a rough year, not only for Ryan Priest, but for the entire Stuart Haas Racing organization. Uh, just ask Kevin Harvick. Um, I mean, they've 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 struggled here this season. I think a full year under his belt now, back in the Cup Series full time after running, you know, a hodgepodge of events here and there, including the modified here at Stafford the last couple of years since his last stint in Cup. Um, unfortunately, two of the biggest wrecks of the year he was involved in. We saw one at Talladega with him and Larson, and then obviously what he went through at Daytona a few weeks ago. But, uh, yeah, I think he'll do well next year. Um, you know, they, they'll have an offseason to think about it and kind of reset. And, you know, they all know each other. They've all worked together. And uh, now they'll go into a second season hoping to have learned from, from this year. Final pit of news and notes. How about Denny Hamlin expressing interest to purchase his childhood home racetrack, Southside Speedway. It's been closed since 2020. Of course, we love to hear racetrack resurgence more than more of the news being racetracks going away. What are your thoughts on that, Kyle, as another NASCAR driver opts to uh, put his ring in, in the ownership group? Yeah, it'll be hard to do since it's been closed now for three years. It's just hard to get fans back and get competitors back that have either gone elsewhere or have just left the sport completely after the track closed in 2020. I know Den Denny has, you know, like you mentioned, an attachment to that racetrack growing up there. He promoted his big late model event there for many a years uh, before it was moved to the Richmond Raceway about a decade or so ago, maybe a bit longer now. So, uh, you know, it'd be, it'd be awesome for him to get involved and try to bring that track back to life. There's certainly, I think, some life left. It's going to be hard to do, though, since it hasn't been in operation in three years. And, you know, when when you're not running on a regular basis and you're not in the social media world, people forget about you. But, uh, you know, with a name like Danny Hamlin and the backing behind Danny Hamlin, uh, it, it could be exactly what that track needs. So we'll see. Yeah, we'll stay tuned to that news. And uh, speaking of news, let's now move over to some of the big races coming up this week. And Kyle, a big national slate coming up. The NASCAR Wheel and Modified Tour is at North Wilkesboro Speedway. Feels so good to say that. It's the Brushy Mountain Power Sports 150 coming up 8 o'clock Eastern on Flow this weekend. And Kyle, I mean, what more can you say? You got Ryan Newman in the field, Bobby Labonte in the field. 
you know the crowd's going to turn out, but the ground pounders are back at North Wilkesboro where they belong. Yeah, Matt Hirschman's going to be there. Andy Sice, a former Southern champion. Burt Myers, a former Southern champion. Veteran Tim Conley, 39 right now strong. Plus, you have a great points battle. Justin Bonsignor just three points ahead of Ron Silk. Uh, they packed the place out a year ago with the Open Modifieds uh, in the, 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 the revival program that was put on the North Wilkesboro Speedway last fall. The Modifieds had two nights there. The place was packed both nights. Uh, so look forward to seeing the, what kind of a crowd that they get this weekend. Obviously, it should be good with the field that they're getting, 39. And, and like you mentioned, uh, a lot of big names. going to be a stacked entry list. should be a great event uh, this Saturday night. And I was going to say, Modifieds back. I should actually say it's the first time the NASCAR wheel and Modified towards yep. it. Of course, we had the Open Mods last year. All right, moving on to Arca Menard Series 2, Arca platform races coming up this weekend the first the national series the atlas 200 at salem their season beginning to really wrap up with a couple left to go that's coming up 7 30 p.m eastern on fs2 and flow racing jesse love uh, he's got the championship in hand i'm pretty sure he just has to start to clinch the yep. championship but anybody you have your eyes on as we go short track racing here at the end of the year Let's see, Andres Perez still looking for that first win. He has been close, showed well at Bristol a couple of weeks ago, the last time the Arkham and Art Series raced. Um, Salem, kind of similar to Bristol, a high-banked oval. So we'll see what he can do. Still looking for that first win. Brent Cruz, who has showed well on dirt, will be making his first asphalt oval oval start, that is, in the Arkham and Art Series. And uh, local favorite, Will Kimmel, uh, who knows that place about better than anybody, will be in the field as well. So there are some folks that can challenge Jesse Love, but you're right. All he has to do is start the event to pick up the championship. And Jesse scored the first of his 11 ARCA wins at that racetrack mm -hmm. back in 2021. Uh, final national slate, the ARCA West Series is back in action as well. Sean Hingarani kind of in control of his destiny, right? Landon Lewis, what's going on? I mean, he's still uncertain about the rest of his season, but they're at All-American Speedway. Uh, late start again for those of us here on the East Coast, 1045 Eastern time on flow Saturday night. But what do you think, Kyle? What's the story with Landon Lewis? I have no idea. You're right. He's in control of his own destiny. We'll see what happens. He's only one point behind in the championship standings with Sean Hingarani, the championship point leader. Uh, there's some, again, local flair in the field, the likes of Buddy Shepard, Kyle Keller, Nick Jonitis, uh, who haven't, who we haven't seen on a full-time basis this season, going to run All-American this uh, Saturday night, 1045 for all the late night folks. Uh, the green flag will drop on Flow Racing from All-American in California. And of course, plenty of other racing on the Flow Racing dial. Don't forget BC39, USAC Midgets at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway. If you like dirt like me, check that out as well. I've heard some rumblings of maybe some NASCAR flair in that as well. Uh, the 61st annual Vermont Milk Bowl at Thunder Road and Barry Vermont. Boy, that's going to be a good one as well. Eight former champions are entered in that one. It's a two-day event, Saturday and Sunday. Of course, Riverhead Langley. Championship night for them is on Saturday. Smart Mods back in action after a little bit of a break at Motor Mile on Sunday. And then Kyle, Championship night for you folks up at Stafford. Can Todd Owen get it done for what would be his, what, third in a row? It'd be third in a row. Uh, he's got a fairly substantial lead right now. Um, um, for the SK Modifieds, there's two events left. We talked about the fall final being rained out. Yeah. earlier so the sk modified their official point season won't be done until the end of october he could clinch it here on friday night uh with i think a top five or a top six finish the late model champions already been crowned uh kevin gambacorda picked that up last week but everybody else uh, going to come right down to the wire the sk light modified uh, current standings are tied 
among Brian Sullivan and George Bissett Jr. So it should, so it should be a really great night of racing here if Mother Nature cooperates on Friday night. That's the big question. Got our fingers crossed, and I'm knocking on some wood here on the desk for you again. Friday night, you can watch all that also on Flow Racing. Listen to Kyle right. up there. And uh, so, yeah, tons of racing coming up this weekend, so enjoy it. Don't forget, though, if you're looking for NASCAR, NASCAR, National uh, national Racing going on, the Motor Racing Network is your place to be. Of course, we're headed to Talladega Super Speedway. The crew will be on their way for NASCAR Craftsman Truck Series and NASCAR Cup Series action. The trucks hit the racetrack Saturday afternoon. 12.30 Eastern time for the RV, uh, Love's RV Stop 250. Of course, that's the round of eight, race number two for that championship. And then following that will actually be NASCAR Cup Series, practicing qualifying at 4.30 Eastern. Then we go to Sunday, and it's the NASCAR uh, Cup Series, Yellowwood 500. Of course, that begins with NASCAR Live Race Day at 1 p.m. on Sunday. So a lot of racing coming up, both on the national schedule and, of course, our weekly and regional touring. Kyle? Enjoy championship night at Stafford, but I am glad to hear that at least all final got moved so I can take part in that and enjoy it on flow. Oh, I thought you were going to say you were going to fly up and take part in person. I got you, didn't I? Yeah, you did. You never know. I'm racking up those miles, so we'll see. We'll we'll see. If you come up, bring a jacket. It's going to be chilly at the end of October, but hopefully the racing's going to be hot on the racetrack. Should be a good day. I'm warm-blooded, so appreciate it. Anyways, for thank you so much for tuning into this episode of NASCAR Coast to Coast, presented by Wheelin Engineering. On the road, in the air, and around the world, Wheelin is trusted to be seen, trusted to be heard, and trusted to perform. Many thanks to our guest, Trey Lapsovich, and, of course, Trevor Ward for our producer, Pat Jaggers. He's Kyle Ricky. I'm Chris Wilner. We'll see you next time on NASCAR Coast to Coast. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical, underage sale prohibited. Introducing Zone Nicotine Pouches, the perfect balance of unparalleled comfort, longer-lasting flavor, and nicotine that satisfies. Whether you're zoning in during the race or zoning out after a tough day at work, Zone gets you there faster and keeps you there longer. Available in seven flavors and in six and nine milligram strengths. Find Zone at zonepouches.com and retailers near you. Own your Zone with Zone Nicotine Pouches.